grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and reminisce about old stories. That is still one of my favorite things to do today, even though I am sober now. So it's more talking shit and reminiscing versus drugs and booze. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, the fourth and final producer of the Hell Yeah Comedy Boys, Jimmy Arm. Hello, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? Oh, not much, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. I'm doing great. Wanted to get you on because you are the final piece in the Hell Yeah puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Ringo, maybe. <laughs> the no, Ringo no, to I... there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't maybe I, I don't know I guess I like George more yeah you know? you're totally George yeah. I see it you're the older one the artist yeah. I totally get it cool yeah up front I do this with every guest plug everything up front the Instagram the hell yeah shows this will come out next Friday so plug all of it oh yeah we have a show uh there uh the 25th of March. Uh, lineup hasn't been posted yet, but you should come out. It's going to be at Citizens of Soho. Citizens of Soho, not Citizens of Chelsea or Citizens of Gramercy. Citizens of Soho. It's a mistake I've made far too many times. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, we talked about it yeah. last time. I, I went to the Citizens in Greenwich, or is that even? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's Soho. No, it's not. Uh, I also have a, you can catch me on int, uh, on Instagram at Pizza Gym. I bake stuff and I make pizzas for uh, I'm a hobbyist. Uh, so, yeah. And you also do comedy. And I, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, most importantly, <laughs> I do comedy, yeah. No, everyone's always like, you only have comedians on. So we're going to we're gonna file this one under uh, Baker. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a Baker on. Multi-hyphenate. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that sounds oddly racist. Uh, <laughs> so I have a couple things. Whenever I have a new guest on, I always like to kind of get to know that guest. So like you said, you do the baking. You also do comedy. Uh, you're in with the Hell Yeah guys. Now, I'm not trying to throw any shade at anybody, but you are a little bit older than those guys because <laughs> yeah, they are babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I talked about it with Billy. Billy's like 20. And yeah, I was like, he's, well, yeah, he's like he's 23, young, but yeah. I was like, what? And then Cody's obviously a little bird bones Cody. He's a baby too. Yeah, we love Cody yeah. Lewis here on the show. But how did you get involved with those guys? Yeah. So during quarantine. Um, That's how every show COVID, starts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was only one place that would have open mics. Joey Betts. No, actually, the Eastville oh. Comedy Club. I don't okay. know if this is legal to say, but they uh, ran as a restaurant. Quote, oh, unquote, okay. By okay. serving popcorn, <laughs> they got they got through the loophole, and um, they would have mics there. And yeah, I would see Billy and Cody a lot there, and Cody would just. Cody also, would, Ju- I don't want to leave Julian out. Julian, yeah, Ju- yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> he he would be in the audience. He started out. I uh, he was like the only uh, him and his girlfriend Robin. Like they would just. 
be the only audience members. I remember seeing them a couple of times. And I had no idea he wanted to do comedy. And afterward, because I was like complimenting, like, oh, what you guys are good looking, couple, blah, blah. And then after I found out he's a comic, comic I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he's just, you know, observing. And then he started doing comedy. And then we all came together like some. So just through the quarantine, you guys yeah. were all hanging out and you thought, well, we should, we can produce shows. We can do this. Well, I think Billy and Cody were on something. And then I just was like, I just texted Cody like, hey, you know, would you like to do a show? And then he's then he's like, oh, I'm doing it with Billy, but uh, let me hit back to you. And then they they included me. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> it's because it's a sweet little family you guys got. Going yeah, on no, now. it works. It really does. It's like we're yeah. I I, I am the oldest. Uh, it is funny though, just uh, seeing the younger versions. Yeah. Of like yeah, that the stages. You know, I'm like, oh, I was. It's also. I find it hilarious because I I try to support as much as I can. If I'm off or if, you know, I go to the Hell Yeah shows, I try to hit the Hell Yeah mics because I, you know, I love you guys. And so it's one of those fun things to go and hang out with friends. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of the smaller scene I came from where it's like, oh, I've got my buddies and then we're going to do comedy. Yeah. Um, But the the thing that's I love is the fact that I'll go to the show and like Cody will go up and the, everyone's hilarious. Mm. But the references are so different. Like when you go up and you start referencing things that I get, I'm like, fuck yeah, like let's do it. And then they'll, they'll reference things that I understand because it's in pop culture and it's like in the zeitgeist, but it's like, oh, that's not, that's not for me. And then you'll go up and reference things and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I think I've referenced the nanny once yeah. and fucking uh, King of Queens. Like, yeah, these are did a whole thing about King of Queens. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I totally get that. Like they're, uh, they're talking about Megan the Stallion and I'm like, well, I've heard of her. Oh man! And then yeah. you go up there and talk about King of Queens. I'm Dude, like, this is my guy right I here. I don't want to date myself by saying, "What's the new stuff?" Yeah, people are listening. I'm like, oh, I just keep my mouth closed. I, I know I've talked about it before. I have this whole bit I know it will work about uh, Independence Day, the movie. Yeah, like yeah. How everyone thinks like it's a whole thing, and I was like, it's quick. It's super. I think it's super funny. Yeah, I've done it in shows with actual like audience members where they're a little older and they think it's funny because they've all seen the movie. Yeah, but I'll do it at mics and it's crickets because everyone's twenty two yeah. and no one has seen Independence Day. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta. I'm like, come on, guys. You gotta stick with the bit. You gotta oh, yeah. do it because I know there's something there, but it's like it's like the King of Queens thing. It's like, yeah, you gotta pick which rooms to do that. Yeah, in because if it's all <laughs> like some of those hell yeah shows, it's all like oh, young yeah. women in like oh, their man. early twenties, and it's like, oh, they're not gonna get this at all i dude there was i tried doing a bit about like dried fruit because i'm older and i like it and it was <laughs> like i like it now and i looked in the it was getting crickets and i looked and it was like all such baby face i'm like ah you you'll you'll get one day. You'll, you're gonna one day you're gonna thank me for this i'm giving you a heads up and i felt like one of those shaking the finger yeah the, it's like oh i gotta say i have so that. many of those old man moments yeah now. but it's, you just gotta keep doing it oh yeah for sure and you know you it's like I quote it all the time. But it's like Kyle Kinane says, I don't need everybody. I just need enough to fill a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into you. So are you from New York City? No, I'm from Chicago originally. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have a couple stories from Chicago we're going to get into. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But what um, – so did you were raised in Chicago, the city, or a yes. suburb? Or? So, yeah, the city proper because there's always that people that say they're from Chicago and then they say they're from the Burbs, which it doesn't matter. Who cares? Just say yeah. where you're from, you know? And I have that just... on a much smaller scale. I always say I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida, 
because no one knows what Ormond Beach, Florida yeah, is. Yeah, so. you just say Ormond, and then it's like, oh, it's near the, and then yeah. like, ah, you know. But uh, yeah, I was running in Chicago, the city, and then I moved out to the, the suburbs. And then well, I lived in Northwest Indiana for like a couple years, and then I moved back, but to the suburbs of Chicago. Okay, so grew up in city proper, then suburbs, then Indiana, then back to suburbs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, are your parents originally from Chicago? No, they're from Korea. They came in the seventies. I want to say. I oh, have okay. no. Like honestly, north I, or south? North. <laughs> oh, oh, that was sorry. like a eighties. Yeah, like back, back in no, 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 back in the when I was a kid, people would fucking ask me that. I'm like, really? What is this? What is this? You don't get out of the north. Yeah, you don't. You you never get out, dude. <laughs> no, unless my you grandfather like, made sure that no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you just climb out. Um, but yeah, so they they I don't know exactly when they came. I I don't. I should talk to my parents some more. <laughs> oh my god, I got all these questions. So did they come but did they go straight into Chicago? Yeah, yeah. God, that's a culture shock and a half. Yeah, oh my god. My 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 aunt already lived out in Chicago, so she kinda just re- came and brought the rest of the family. Okay. So I think. <laughs> this is like well, I bet my my family's listening. Like, well, you got all these things wrong. Like, what is we it? originally lived in <laughs> South Carolina? What are you yeah. talking about? No. Uh, so, what brought you? So, what, did you get involved in comedy in Chicago, or is that something you didn't do until you moved to New York? Oh well, the closest thing I, I came to comedy in Chicago is when I I briefly was a cocktail server at uh, the boy, what is that? The Second City. Oh, okay. They opened up this restaurant place, and they hired. And I was like, "Oh, I'll work there." That was a, that, that was, was the closest. That you was came. the closest. I, I watching comedy on a nightly basis oh, yeah. was like, the closest improv. you came to doing. Yeah, yeah. Impro- it's not even stand up. It's improv. <laughs> I will say though, the actors were so nice, but the coworkers were so mean. It was really? like really, it was terrifying. But normally uh, it's the opposite. Normally it's your coworkers that yeah. are cool, and then the the yeah. talent is kind of a dick. Oh, it was surprisingly the opposite. But uh, yeah, I I didn't uh, have any want to do comedy. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is an interesting thing. It's almost a motif throughout the show, because everyone I talk to, it's a little bit different. Like there's some people like me. And I'm super pretentious and comedy is my life and I've been wanting to do comedy since I was 12 and I'm the fucking worst when it comes to that yeah. sort of thing. And then I've met people who are like, well, I just like everyone paying attention to me and comedy <laughs> was one of the ways I could do that. And then I've talked to people who just loved the not stand up, but the genre of comedy, like comedic movies and stuff. And then they tried yeah. to get into writing and then eventually found their way to stand up or through improv, they found their way to stand up. Mm-hmm. So you, at a young age, were just – you had no idea, want, inkling, nothing when yeah. it came to stand-up. Well, I mean, I I did theater in, in high school, like my senior year, but I didn't know that was like something you could do. Yeah. And plus, there's not – they're like, there's no Asians <laughs> in media. So I was like – in high school, like, nah. You, I remember specifically uh, in like uh, one of my students, his parents saw me in a play and are like, oh, are you going to pursue co- like in acting in college? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's get out of here. Thing. Like, we're not in the movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're never going to be in the movies. So I better just... You know, but um, yeah, that's kind of, I just didn't know that was possible. And then like, I tried to do screenplays, which okay. was no. I love how you put that in air yeah, quotes. <laughs> just tried, like everyone, everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to write this screen. It's like, no, it's fucking hard. So what did you want to do after high school? Because you went to college, correct? Uh, yes, I did. I okay. went to college. So uh, what did you want to, like when you got out of high school and you're going into college, what did you, what were you thinking about doing? 
Oh, an English teacher. Okay. That's... But everyone, that's because everyone told me I should do that. Oh, really? Yeah. I now didn't... everyone, you mean like your family or your friends? Family, or... friends. And like, I, I didn't, okay, I didn't like to read. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like to write. I hate writing papers. So it's just like, why am I doing this? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I was aimless. I didn't know what the hell to do. I wanted yeah. to be a baseball player like all the kids did, yeah, you know? Well, but that was like... I'm from the South, so we played football. Oh, okay. Yeah, the baseball, that was a thing. But yeah, I, especially yeah. in the Midwest. That's a huge thing in Chicago. You're not good. At, when you're not good at it, you're like in denial. <laughs> just... Trust me. My denial took me all the way to eight concussions in college football. <laughs> I could still make yeah, it. Yeah, I was either. like, scout team All-American, baby. <laughs> Long Practice snapper. squad. Yeah. Long snapper is the easiest way. Or... Uh, be- being a kicker is really hard, I think. Yeah, like you it's need... a lot harder than people give. Yeah, give so it. long snapper. I was thinking like that was that's the easiest way to slide onto a, a yeah. team. Shout out Morgan Bennett. He was our <laughs> long snapper in college. Dude, um, yeah. So when did you when did you decide to get into comedy? How did that even happen? Oh shit! Yeah, I. Can you swear on this? Yeah, you okay. could fucking say whatever the fuck you right. want. I was like, I don't really swear normally, but it was just coming up. The coffee. Yeah. Uh, well, so I moved to New York in uh, 2012, and like my we packed all my things. Just because? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I visited, and I was blown away by New York. I was yeah. just like, oh, the energy is crazy here. It's, it's that so was good. the same thing. I, I Obviously, it was stand-up was in mind. But I was like, it's New York or L.A. And I went to L.A. with my dad and my sister, my twin sister, as like a, a, an 18-year-old. And I was like, oh, L.A. is cool. And then I had a lot of friends that went to L.A. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's the same kind of – almost the same kind of weather as Florida. Like I think L.A. – and I had this delusion that I was going to act. I was like, all the old ladies at work call me handsome. Maybe yeah. I can go out and act. Still um, can. Yeah. <laughs> but then I ne- had never been to New York as an adult. I came when I was like a young teenager but never as an adult. And then Savannah, a friend of the show, my girlfriend and I came here. And as soon as I got off the subway, the E train from JFK, I was like, oh, no, it's New York. Like, I hadn't even spent real time here. Yeah. But as soon as I walked up, same thing you're talking about, I was like, oh, it, New York's the place. Yeah. And then the rest was history. So for you, it was the same thing. You got here on a trip and you were like, oh, I love the city. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, I don't know, sometimes I can be a contrarian. So, I always, growing up in Chicago, especially when the Bulls beat the shit out of the Knicks yeah. during the 90s, yeah. Bulls uh, still beat the shit out of the Knicks. Yeah. So, no, like, growing up with that, like, I had this animosity toward New York. I'm like, oh, they think they're number so you're one. So you're a big enough sports fan to where that, you were like, fuck New York. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I've yeah. never been to New York, but I always, like, hate it. It's like, why do they think they're the shit? Yeah. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the, the Chicago's nickname is the second city, so I was, like, always having a chip on your shoulder from that. Do you and know so, where that comes from? Uh, I do not. It's not called the second city because it's the second small, it's smaller than New York. It's called the second city because in the fires of the 30s, everything burned down and they had to rebuild uh, it. So they called it the second city. Stupid cow had to ruin I learned that from Vince Vaughn <laughs> in that movie, The Breakup. Oh, so. I saw that movie. Yeah. I totally, wow. When he's right. like, I'm the talent. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. back to, so you always had a chip on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, so. And then that was another thing where I was skeptical because that was another thing people told me. It's like, oh, you should move to New York. You should move to New York. You would totally, you would totally, be, you know, belong there. You fit in there. Blah blah. I'm but like, why? That's what's crazy to me is why are people saying this? Like, yeah, I don't. You're know. not doing anything that. <laughs> yeah. would... 
just... You know, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not... I'm just breathing. Yeah. <laughs> just you're not living. doing improv. You're not doing stand up. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not in entertainment, but people yeah. are just like, you are enough of a hipster, Jimmy. Yeah. You would fit right that, in. That's where I kind of got insulted. I'm like, oh, yeah. what? You think because I'm a nobody doing nothing, I belong there? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. New York's full of those people. Yeah. That's why they're like, oh, you would fit right in and go in there. So, uh, yeah. So, I guess, um, my best friend, he's just like, you should just go at least once. And he wasn't like twisting my arm. He's like, he's like you should just go check it out. And yeah. then we we went. We uh, we and then I was just like, wow, people were right. I do fit right in. Yeah, I'm like, I hated to admit it, but I'm like, oh my god, I need to get, I need to move here. So I, yeah, it was like back before 2012, before I moved here. So I had like that seed planted. Like one day I'll move here. Yeah, and then. Like a couple of years later, I get a text from this a friend of mine that was living here that that lives here. He's like, "Oh, there's a room opening up. Do you wanna?" I heard you were thinking of moving. Uh, and this you... is years later. Yeah, this is a couple of years later. And I blindly is just like, "Yes, yes, give me, give me that room." I've never seen this apartment. I'm just like Science blindly, scene. and then I had to wire money, and it was like all this fiasco. So did you have like money? Because I have a lot of artists on, so naturally most of us are all broke. So <laughs> did you have? Like I had to save up for a year before we could move, and I only had like four grand saved after a fucking year yeah. of working two jobs because I'm so bad with money. Yeah. Did you like always have like a little something set aside, or did you have to oh, ask for help? Or oh my god, so I mean, dude, I don't mean to get too personal, but no, it, yeah, these I, kind of things always interest me. People are always talking about like the main root of the story, but I'm always like, well, what happened before and yeah. after? Like, that's what gets me. Oh, dude. Uh, I did set like about five grand, I think. Okay. But I, it's terrifying to look back and think about how much money you could have had if you didn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Whoa, I could have bought a house, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like it's a good fucking down payment on the house. So uh, I had enough money where I was just like, all right, I'm fucking going to do this. I'm going to move. Okay. Yeah. And so I had a cushion. But then, you know, I, you got to, you got to stop some certain habits. Like, yeah. you know, it's just for sure. Uh, but yeah, I just blindly moved in with these two strangers. And Are those the guys you still live with today? No, no, no. Um, the friend's friend, uh, we like that was the connection. And then, uh, yeah, I don't live with them. I got but did it, did it work out? Or like when you got here? Yeah, for for, it... for a few years. I was going to say, because to move sight unseen, I've heard horror stories, and I've talked about it before, so I won't get into it. But <laughs> we've had comics from Florida like just move blindly, like yeah. sight unseen. Like they found a place on Craigslist, and it was within their budget. And then they got here, and they're like, oh, fuck. Uh... So they had to come back. So for you, it worked out. Like you, you didn't have – Yeah. Like you I... didn't get there, and you're like, oh, shit. I was lucky, though, because – through my friend, he vouched for the place, so yeah. I had uh, no sketchy shadiness okay, yeah. going on. Where so. was it, the first place? Oh, it was in Williamsburg, right off the Bedford stop, so it's like right in like crazy foot traffic. Okay. Uh, it was right next door to this bar, uh, the Charleston. And Shouts out to Charleston. Yeah, you got a free pizza for every drink, I think. Uh, still still open. That's a crazy deal. <laughs> Charleston sponsor. Uh, right? <laughs> sponsor drinking buddy. Well, that's Matt Folcheron, my good buddy who's been on the show a bunch. She talks about when he moved to New York, it's so hard not to drink because all the bars have crazy deals. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> well, if you think that, you should move to Chicago because, oh, man, you get lit for 20 bucks. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Let's okay. not with inflation now, but back in the two thousand. Oh yeah, you just get fucked up. You get lit that's weird really to nice. me because that's the other thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, New York is so expensive," and it, it is. It, can, it is. Yeah. But if you know where to go, it's not that. Like I have three diners all within walking distance. Only one of them is open like twenty four seven. The others close at a reasonable time. But the other two are okay. Like they're nicer. Yeah. But it's fucking. It's like for the same meal, like one's like 27, one's 22, and then the other's like 14. Yeah. It's like, so you just have to figure out where to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the same thing with bars. It's the same thing with everything. Mm -hmm. It's like you can find like really good food for pretty cheap if you know where to look. Yeah. It's like avocados. If you buy avocados in Manhattan, they're like three bucks. But if you go to Bushwick, they're like a dollar fifty. Yeah, it's you like just gotta gas know where prices. To go. Yeah, it's gas prices. So you get here, and then when did you start doing stand up? Oh man, I didn't. So yeah, I moved here, and I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was just like, I, I just want to be here. So I did that. Where were you working at the time? Did you move with a job, or did you like... kind of? Yeah. So I'm actually still there. Oh really? Yeah. I, I work at this pizza place in. Uh, the Nolita, it's called Ruby Rosa. It's a great pizza place. Shout but, out. Like my my friend who was the bar manager there, he's like, oh, you want a job? I'll, I'll hook you up. So you had a job coming Yeah, so coming I had things New York. lined up. Okay. So I was like, it was a very well-coordinated move, yeah, that's, surprisingly. That's the way you got to do it. Yeah. Because how many out. people have we talked to where they come out here, they have money saved, that only lasts a month or two, they yeah. can never find a job to cover rent and do what they came out here for, so they end up having to move back to wherever they're yeah. from. I mean, I've seen it a ton. Yeah, you gotta know what you're doing, man. Yeah, you well, and you also it. have to get a little lucky. Yeah, oh, that too. I talked about it last week oh, with yeah. Nathan. It's one of those things where like, I got out here and I had a great job lined up, but then when I started working there, it was really slow, and I was like, mm, yeah. I'm gonna have to work six days to make rent, yeah. but I didn't move to New York to work behind a bar six days a week. Yeah. Like I moved for comedy. So you have to get a little lucky in the sense oh, yeah. that – So I, you had the pizza place. Yeah, I was lucky because it's a, it's still popping. It's still busy. But like I left uh, a few years later. Uh, I was like going to other places. It was a seasonal gig at the time. Yeah. So then I had to like navigate where the hell I was, what the hell I was going to do. And at this coffee shop, I would just like – Try and write screenplay. <laughs> I bought all those books. Save the cat. You know, everyone yeah. knows out there listening. You know the Save the Cat, right? <laughs> it's just, it's one of those, uh, yeah, books everyone has. I need to burn that book by the way because it hasn't helped at all. Uh, That's when people are like, "Yeah, I read a book about stand up." I'm, I'm all for it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's really a learn by doing sort yes, of thing. <laughs> like anything, I think. But I'm a ta- I'm a tactile learner. Like I learn by feel and touch and doing. Yeah. Like I'm not very good. Like if someone sits me down and tells me how to do something, I'm always like, eh, just let me see it. Yeah, yeah. It's like no. my brother used to always say, if you need directions putting something together, you shouldn't be putting it together. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just look at it and figure it out. Oh man, IKEA. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you should be you should be the new uh, CEO and be like, <laughs> no more instructions. No more instructions. <laughs> you got to figure this out. If it's, you don't have a, if it's you good don't have your brain. Yeah. If you don't have a mind for engineering, then you shouldn't be building it at all. <laughs> Kia stock goes plummeting down. <laughs> I short sold it. I short sold. Yeah. It. That was my plan the whole time. So you're bouncing around yeah. at the time with different jobs and stuff. And then what brought you to comedy? So okay. You know, fast forward. So my best friend comes and visits me, um, and he comes with his girlfriend. He's like, "Oh, you should go see comedy. Like, there's this thing called the Comedy Cellar. Like, oh, what's that? This thing? <laughs> yeah, greatest comedy club ever. Yeah. Created. Well, I'm an idiot. So hey, 
And he takes me to the. the I almost cellar. cried the first time I came up here with Savannah, and we just walked by the comedy cellar. Oh yeah, oh, I man. looked at it and I was like, "This is it. This is the place." Oh man, we're two like, opposites. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's stupid because it's like you say, it's a, it is just a comedy club. But at the same time, in my head, I was like, "This is no, the place. it, it like, is great." Is... Like, no, don't get me wrong. I, I consider it a sacred cow now. But hate like, watching oh, shows there. Oh, hate man. it because they cram everybody in there. You can't yeah. hang. Like, there's no room. But it's so good. Lo- it's yeah. The shows are always intimate. so good, yeah. but it's always like so packed. And I'm Low a ceilings. big dude, so it's always like, ah. Yeah. After an hour of like sitting halfway crooked, you're like, all right, all right, let's get out of here. They look at you and you're like, sit them in the most uncomfortable yeah. spot. Dude, <laughs> make them uncomfortable. The fucking booths that line the side, yeah. how many times I've gotten stuck in there and oh, you're crammed next yeah. to three other people and you have to like turn your head to watch the show the yeah. whole time. Oh. oh, yeah, that's not good. Anyway, yeah. so your, your friend says, have you heard of this thing? Yeah. So I was like, oh, what's that? And so we go and- What's that? What's that? What's, what is that? What is that? Uh, so he, we go and uh, I was just, wow. It was magnetic. It was electric, the, the, the vibe. And just people I'd never heard of just, cr- oh. Just crushing. Crushing. And I was like, what is this? How come the world should see this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like preaching the gospel. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Like everyone's got to see. But the, the one person that just like seriously sealed the deal for me was Big Jay Okerson. Love and I was Jay. like, dude, I've never seen this guy ever. And he just sat and just like. So, he always sits. Yeah. Sat, yeah, he always sits. And he just so, he was dirty but eloquent at the same time. Like, oh, he's just talking, but he's so funny and like great with talking and i was like i i, I want to do that yeah you know and and then that planted the seed i'm like after leaving that i'm like i think i want to do this and it, it didn't take like it took like a few months as yeah like my, as it does yeah but like it was like yeah that that planet that seed was planted like the, you know germinated or whatever and it's funny because uh a couple years later i ended up getting sat like in the First few rows of Big J Okerson special at Webster Hall. Okay, and I'm like, he he does crowd work with me. I had like super long hair and like a long goatee in that. And I remember uh, my Facebook boy was like, dude, or all the comic friends were like, oh, I saw you, Big J Okerson. Are you there? It's like, oh yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was like, awesome. I was like famous for five minutes there in you the go. comedy circle. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of how it happened. So and like, then you just started doing open mics and yeah, my well. First mic was at the Creek in the Cave. Okay. R.I.P. Well, it's in Austin now. Oh. Didn't die. just moved. Uh, how do you? Well, then I guess R.I.P. But... Adios, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just moved. But um, yeah, so I would go once a week and I'm like, oh, that's, whew, that's a lot. Of <laughs> like, you know, because you're an idiot. You don't yeah. know how, to, how these things work. So what, what year was this when you started doing uh, this? Back, I want to say like 2000. 15? So about three years after you got here. Yeah. Okay. So you had been here for a little while. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then you started going once a week and you're like, man, that's a, that's yeah. a lot of stage time. It's a lot of stage time. Whew, that was, it took a lot of, <laughs> excuse me. And so, um, yeah, uh, then I stopped going. Okay. So I went like for a month, two months, once a week. And then I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. You know, I don't, I gotta, it's not working. And then like, I'm not super famous yet. Yeah. <laughs> No, not at all. It's just, just put to silence, and I'm like, I don't know how this works. I thought you could just oh, because talk. you're going up and bombing. And yeah, you're like, I don't know what. Oh my god, 
You get the obligatory, you know, the first. Yeah. Oh, this is my first time. And then you're like, yeah. And then. Then you just keep saying this is my first time no. over and over and over. <laughs> no. I think not. I talked to Cody about that. And he was like, yeah, we have some people who come to hell. Yeah. And they've been here for four <clears throat> months. And they're still like, this is like my second time doing comedy. And yeah. we're like, no, it's not. It's a scary blanket, you know. Sometimes you just got to rip that bandage off and just got to go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I took the summer off. And then at, at work. Um, we hired this guy because my manager's like, oh, this guy does comedy. You guys talk, whatever. And then shout out to Brock Savage. Shout uh, out Brock Savage. Yeah, but he, he's like, what are you doing? You're going once. You got to go like like more than that. <laughs> like, wait, not, even a set, wait. not even a set thing, just more. Yeah, you know, he's just like, you got to, what are you doing going once? I'm like, oh, what, what isn't that a night? He's like, you got to go like a lot, like 10. Like a lot, a lot. 10, 20 times a week. I'm like, what? And then he's just like showing me the ropes. Yeah. And Especially like, when you're brand new, because you have yeah. no fucking idea what's happening. Yeah, dude. Oh, so uh, I kind of he kind of just like was show, yeah t- took me under his wing and just like this is how it is, you know, whatever. And like learning the circuit and just doing the mics and getting the qual quantity is more important at that stage than quality. Yeah. So yeah. And then once you get a little older, it's quality over quantity. Oh yeah. Because there are mics now, um, and I talked about this with a few people, but there are mics now that I go to. And afterwards, I'm like, I could have just stayed home. Like, yes. Like, I've been, I, and not to toot my own horn, because there's a lot of people who don't think I'm funny, which is fine, but, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty dark. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, I, I already have like sets that I trust. Mm-hmm. And again, comedy subjective. You might not think they're funny, but I trust them. Yeah, yeah. That they're going to work. So like it's not a it's not a an opinion of like, oh my God, like I have to work out like a 20 minute in case someone wants me to feed. Like I have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I use the mics. Like if I think of something, I'm like, oh, I got to say this out, out loud on a yeah. stage to see if it's funny. Because even then it's like one of those things where it's like I don't – I obviously I've been doing it on and off for so long where it's like I don't – I need to go at least four or five times a week, but I don't need to go like to six shows a day. Like that's not yeah no. Nah. What? Because eventually it's like what am I? Like you said, it's when you start, it's quantity over quality because you have to get the reps. Yeah. But once you've been doing it long enough, it's more like I want to go to the mics that I know people are going to be at, that I know people pay attention, where I can get the quality of yeah. the rep versus like just going, 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 going. Yeah. So at that stage, how many are you doing? Like six a week, ten a week. Uh, it, yeah, I was doing like 20, 10, 10 I would do like 10 to 20 Jesus. a week and it, it was just like, it's a blur now. Yeah. I mean, it all was like shit, but, um, now do you I, have anything from those early days that you still use or that you trust like that you could use? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause uh, I don't have anything. I've gone through old books and I'm like, like I have a couple jokes from rehab but that was even after yeah. i mean i went to rehab in 2013 so that was almost five years after i started i don't have i've gone through old joke books from when i first started first started and it's all like i can't use any of it like it's all garbage uh, do you have anything that you're like i i remember the first time i got a compliment by a comic that i liked and he's like that's actually good and i'm like oh my god that's actually good <laughs> Well, he didn't say that's actually good. He's like, oh, that's a good one. I'm okay. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I've kept that. I kept that one. It's okay. like it's like a bit about like. Uh, well, you don't have to burn it. Oh, I just no. wanted to know. Oh no, yeah. So I was just like, because okay. I do that sometimes too. Is I'll be at a show and I'll, a comic will say something and I won't like because I'm a loud laugher. But sometimes I won't laugh. I'll just be like, ah, that's fucking. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking good. Yeah. You got him. 
<laughs> and so, you're like, put that in the quiver, man. But that that one works still, kind of. It's yeah, I should brush up on it. But like that was the first time I was like, oh man, I should stick with this. Yeah. So then, did you do? Did you stick with it? Did you just keep churning out mics and stuff? Because obviously, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we Tarantinoed this. We know the end of the story is you meet up. The pandemic happens. You meet the hell yeah guys. Yeah, and you guys yeah. all start doing producing shows and stuff. Yeah. So what in between that time and when you first started, are you just doing mics all the time and like just trying to make it? Yeah. Well, I had no idea like what making it is, but I just yeah, like no, I like does. do it. I I I like doing it. Yeah, and I still do. Uh, that's why I, I don't know. I still I don't go as many mics, but I still like go. Well, we're old men now. Yeah, that's yeah. for the kids. That's for the young kids. Well, like how you're saying, like I should I I shouldn't I would should be at home or something. Like I think about like oh I should I could be baking or yeah. making well, sometimes stuff. Sometimes you go to a mic and you do stuff that you know would work in certain rooms and then it bombs. Yeah. Because I'm still new enough to the scene to where I'll go to mics and this is a real thing. It's very clicky. Like people will be like, this is our mic. We come every week. Who the yeah. fuck is this new guy? Yeah. And then no one will laugh. And it's like, obviously I know people listening are like, well, if it's funny enough, people will laugh. Well, I'm not that funny. I need people to be on my side. <laughs> um, so sometimes I'll do those mics and I'm like, Fuck all of this. But I okay, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, but when it when I bomb, I laugh. If no one's laughing, I oh, laugh. See, I, I was like, I laugh because it's like hilarious to me the fact that like you try and I like, laugh you... at other people when they're bombing. Oh, like God. if you're bombing so bad, like oh. it, it'll be funny. Um and that's just something I picked up in Jacksonville because Buck and Crespo and all those guys would sit in the back of the room and if you were bombing like real hard, they would laugh. But it would be like four or five seconds after you did your punchline, yeah. they would laugh not at you, not at the joke. They're laughing at the silence yeah. of the room. The silence because is funny, you thought you were <laughs> yeah. gonna crush. Silence is funny, so I was like, I laugh at that. It's like running, you know. You watch those dog videos where it runs into a glass door. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like to me. When I'm that's because. exactly that's a great analogy. It's like when I when I try I'm like, oh this not so much like be humbled by the silence, it's more like it's just funny the the fact that your brain is like so geared to expecting a laugh and then it just kinda meets silence. That cracks me up. So it's not like I'm in touch intentionally bombing, but it is funny to me when I do bomb. When you like, do bomb. I laugh, I just like, ah fuck it, whatever. Move on. Fuck these people. Uh <laughs> no, no, no hate. I get it. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, it's just not. It's not for you. I get it. <laughs> it's, not for you. it's not good enough for you right now. But give it. Time. It'll get there. Give It'll it get time, there. baby. It'll, it's, it needs a little more cooking. Let's um. So you did send me that list, which I do appreciate. Um, this is all Chicago stuff. So yeah, this is all that before. was. Oof, that when was you nice. moved to New York, were you still drinking and everything? Kind of, but it it was tapering off. Okay. To be honest, like because you you're not really a big drinker now. Are you? Oh no, not at all. I, yeah, and I think there's a few things associated with the drinking that I I feel like that's why it stopped. Is one is like I had a bigger group of friends back in Chicago. It's like, dude, we would just be like, cheers. Yeah. And we wouldn't even, you know how you like your your kids like this is when you know before I don't know what if kids play on playgrounds anymore. But, yeah, I don't know. You know, it would just no, be. No, they assumed. do. I've got nieces. Yeah, they do. okay. Their so, mom's really active though, but 
Yeah, like well, in grade school, we would always play football after school. Yeah. It, was, it wouldn't be like coordinated. It was like you would just show up at the field. Everyone just knew to show up at the field. And then you fast forward, like that was the bar. You just... You Everyone just, just knew. Yeah, you just show up. You didn't need to tell. You're like, oh, you going to this place? Yeah, like, no, we would just be there. You'd just be there. And so... That's actually a really cool thing. Yeah, no, it's very... It's the same thing... Like I, I referenced it earlier, but coming from a smaller scene, it's the same sort of thing where it's like Monday at this time, everyone goes to the, I don't know if it's like this anymore. Cause I talked to some of the people in, in Jacksonville where I'm from and they're like, yeah, it's actually not like it used to be, but it was this fun thing where it's like, oh, this is what I do on Monday nights. Like yeah. I know where I'm going to be. Everyone shows up. There's no coordinating. There's no texting. Everyone's just there. Yeah. 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 So it was the same kind of thing with you and your friends. Oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that like once I came here, I'm like, ah, I would go by myself. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is dark. That's kind of a problem. It's, it's, uh, this could lead to a bad path. Yeah, I know a really nice place. We meet every day at noon. <laughs> it was very nice there. But, so you yeah. were, were when you say you would go by yourself, would you go and just get hammered or would you just go and like hang out and have a couple beers? Yeah, I'd, I would hang out and have okay. one. Yeah. I would, I would get lit lit back when I would be around friends. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe my friends are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I I was like, oh, I, I, I got to stop doing it. This is dumb. And I think that's, I, I, I just stopped drinking because my friend was like, yeah, I don't drink anymore. I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Yeah. And I was smoking too. I, it cigarettes me, or yeah, weed? Cigarettes. Okay. Uh, it helped me quit cigarettes. Okay. Because that was like one and the same, right? Yeah. It's like peanut butter and jelly to me. Hell yeah, oh, it is. Gotta, oh, I actually good. didn't pick up smoking until I went to rehab. Ooh. Well, so I, I mean, quit trade. drinking for a while, but then picked up smoke. I just switched them out. What's the better trade? I'd rather. It's smoking. Yeah? Yeah. And I'll t give you a couple of reasons. I have a whole bit about it, but it's smoking. One, because uh. smoking... No, God, there's a comic who has a really funny bit about this. I think it's Aaron Eads. I'm not positive, though, but it's... uh. The whole bit, I won't do the bit because I don't want to butcher it, but it's no one ever had a couple of cigarettes and then hit their wife. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like my decisions <laughs> oh my were a God. lot less toxic smoking than they were drinking. Oh, so yeah. that's a good trade. I'll take self, that. Yeah, I'll take that every day. Self-sabotage. Yeah. Uh, cigarettes have afforded me the opportunity to meet a lot of really cool people in comedy. Chappelle, Attell, uh, Tom Rhodes, all those people I met yeah. when I was outside smoking. Um, and also, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I look cool as fuck yeah. in a leather jacket smoking a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a that's a good look. Yeah. So I, I just to answer your question, I take smoking over drinking. Yeah, that's true. It's more people think drinking is socializing, but like there was a friends episode where Jennifer Addison's. Oh yeah, just, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, she With was the smoking like, outside. Yes. Yeah. At work. I was like that's such a good people hate on friends, but you know what? Oh, there's I some, hate friends, but oh, yeah. but there's some like Really good poignant social moments. Yeah, poignant moments about social groups. Yeah, social interaction. Yeah, so I mean, and I actually saw this interesting thing because Friends is so in its own bubble. Yeah, you could watch Friends today, and other than obviously some glaring technological things, <laughs> it could be the same storylines. Yeah, because it's about the group itself. They don't yeah. talk about any outside issues. You know, nothing like that. So it's it's interesting. It's you an brought evergreen in. show. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, evergreen show. That's um, industry speak. You know. Is that really? Is, I don't know. I just, you're the one who was writing screenplays. <laughs> I learned Evergreen in like sketch writing class. I think. Yeah, fucking, of course you did. Uh, <laughs> so you, you slowed down drinking when you moved to New York, and yeah. then eventually, because you don't like we talked about, you don't drink really at all anymore. Yeah, I don't want to say you're sober because I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, no, I'm not sober. Yeah, for you sure. just like, don't. 
It's just you pick and choose your moments. Yeah, so you quit. You basically stop drinking. You stop smoking cigarettes. And now... Then I did comedy. Yeah, and now you're doing comedy. Um, but let's get to some of these. So we're going to start chronologically. Yeah, yeah. To what I think is chronologically. So senior year in high school, it's the first story you sent me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is less of a drinking and more of It is of kind a... of... There's a drinking element to okay, it. Okay, then perfect. So, okay, uh, back in high school, junior year, we would go to this place in the forest called the fields okay and that's where all like the the burnout cool kids would just get a six pack of beer and just drink so yeah where those like all the underage drinking would have would be in happen at the fields yeah in the fields and so you know we were we would drink and then we would after we would finish these beers we would go to this place to called super dog it's like awesome hot dog place and that would be our night and that would be like our weekend yeah all the time Friday after Friday, school, Saturday, Friday, Saturday and yep. then Sunday. Yeah, it was a great time. But so, junior year comes to an end, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Dazed and Confused. Yes, I've. Oh, it's a huge a, movie. It's guy. so oh. fucking good. So that this is how you know when you get influenced too much by a movie. Yeah. It's like that that movie uh, they haze freshmen, and I'm like by by paddling them, I'm like oh we we should do something to haze the freshmen when we're seniors because it's coming around the corner. So um, I mean you can't paddle kids. That's we assault. totally just dated ourselves. Right yeah, <laughs> talking about dazed and confused. Yeah, well it's, a, it's it still a holds movie. up though. It's I just still, watched oh, yeah, it a couple totally, months ago. Yeah. It still holds up. It's just like a nice piece of what happened in the seventies. Yeah. You know, it's a um. What do they call it? It's a time capsule. It's a period piece. Yeah. In the 70s. Great movie. So the seniors haze the freshmen by paddling them, which you can't do anymore because, you know, that's assault, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and so we were like, Some oh, would we... say assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. That's they, a big-ass paddle they use in the movie. Oh, some of them. I like the the ingenuity that went behind someone, like some with holes to yeah, get more airflow. <laughs> airflow. <laughs> but so... Then we're like, uh, me and the people, like my friends were like, oh, w- how are we going to haze these freshmen? Because like, you know, the stupid thing when like throw pennies, like those were like okay. things that seniors did. To my high school, they just, they just beat the shit out of us. Oh shit. That's, yes. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty shitty. I mean, I guess. What do, <laughs> what do they do now? They just shoot the school. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Hey. Hey. That's Jimmy. Oh, no. I don't want to be a senior. That was lame. I was just uh, So. We were thinking, come on, low hanging fruit, man. You gotta, <laughs> you're gonna swing, swing high. So we were like, oh, what should we do? And I don't know who came up with the idea. <laughs> just shoot the skull. I should make that the title. Oh of this my episode. god! So <laughs> the idea came about. It's like, all right, so let's invite freshmen to the fields and pretend like we're throwing a kegger and invite them because freshmen are so eager to be yeah. a part of anything and that's they, like they ah, were friends yes, yeah. yes and so um when they would come the plan was to egg them okay so i'm following i'm with you so we get it all set the plan is in place we have like a not a mole but like a guy that would be into freshmen like girls yeah <laughs> you know that guy yeah, yeah. so I he was, was like guy. the mole yeah. So he infiltrated. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, you guys should come to this. You know, the fields." Right Just gonna this. throw it out here, though. If you set all the freshmen up to get egged, none of those freshman girls are gonna want to date you, even if you're a senior. Yeah, you don't think that when you're diabolically trying. Yeah, to, when you're yeah. masterminding. A yeah, yeah, that never comes into play. So I forgot one night. It's like it's all into place. We have the keg, the fake keg. 
We have the eggs. Wow, we have like stations. Yeah, yeah, we had stations. So we have station at the ke- at the field, and then we're like a a branch of like a group of people. I think we had walkie talkies too. Yeah. And so I've seen Hook. Yeah. So, oh. so they would come, and then the people on the walkie talkies would be like, "They're coming in. They're coming in." And then so uh, we have like a first group of fucking freshmen come, and then we they like get lured in, and then like. Boom, 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 boom. We you got him good. Oh, him? yeah, we got him good. And it was like, yeah. And then they all scram away. And we're like, yeah, this is great. And then they get him too on the way out. <laughs> and it was so, it was it was amazing. It was fun. We're like all on top of the world after that, right? So that happens another time. It's like setting up easy. And they come in, we get them, they run away. Same thing, right? Yeah. And we're just like, oh. And then the the got first... a whole triangle of death yeah exactly so the first group are like all right i think uh i think that's it we're 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 all we're gonna go like we've had enough fun so the the our like see our eyes coming into the the fields like leaves and we're like all right whatever let's just hang around just in case you know yeah. and so um and then we like we're like setting up like about to leave kind of and then we see like a big group and we're like, oh, this is it. We're going to get some more. And then as they come closer and closer, the group is very big. And then as they get closer, we see, oh, they actually have weapons. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. And then they come and like it's too late to move, to run away. But there's like three people in our group. We had like eight people left in our yeah. circle but three people mysteriously vanish into the forest and it's just me and five you four and four other, other people yeah. against this giant group of against freshmen. this giant group there's like there's golf clubs i see like a broken un- umbrella <laughs> it's like bats and like it wasn't all of them were carrying but like there was a few and we're just like we're like terrified now because there's like yeah, they might 20 be little, against, but now they've got yeah, numbers. 20 against five. I don't care who you are. Like, I, we do have one big dude. He's like 6'2 on our side, but I mean, he they can't got, take all 20. Exactly. So uh, they confront us, like, who the fuck's been egging us? Blah, blah, blah. And I, um, we're like, we played stupid. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we're here for the party. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you fucking diabolical dude, mastermind. Tail so, between your legs. Dude, totally tail between our legs. And so we. Um, so we're like, we're like, hide the fucking shit, hide the evidence, you know? Yeah. So we're like, we scram, we hide it, right? We hide it good. We're just like having beers, drinking, right? So what's happening? Are the kids, did they leave or they No, like, they're just all, we're, it's tense. They're just awkwardly standing? Yeah, they're awkwardly standing. They're just tense. Like, and we're like defending ourselves. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we just got here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we're good at this point. We don't have any evidence on yeah. us, whatever. And then, like, one of the head guy, he's like, all right, fuckers. Um, It almost seems like, all right, I think we got this. I think we're going to get out of here safe. And then one of the little bastard kids, like, snoops around, and then he finds, like, a thing of eggs. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, fuck. He's like, explain this. And we're like, oh, fuck. And then, like, the walkie-talkies are like, we need backup. And, like, no one's listening. It's almost, it's, like, tense now. It's, like, coming to a boiling point. Something's going to happen, right? And then all of a sudden... They just beat up on my friend Ryan, the big guy, and they're like fucking going at him. And then all hell breaks. And all of you guys were just standing there watching. No, and then we get jumped. Oh, okay. So it was like a domino effect. Take out the big guy, and then we're like, ah. So then they take us out, and like, dude, we get 
beat the fuck out, man. Really? They're like they're getting us good. The freshmen, the fresh. Well, there's twenty of them with with the weapons and beating us good. And then someone like screams out, "There's a cops coming, cops!" And then they all fucking scramble. And then we're all like beaten up so bad, like, dude, I have never gotten. I felt God, like, dude, that's and it's so embarrassing, because dude. Yeah, Ugh. you guys spent all this time on this plan to haze the freshmen, and it then t- they just kicked the shit out of dude, you. Dude, it totally blew up in our face, and so it almost got really serious. Though, like my, my my best friend to this day, he was there, and I think that's why our bond is so strong because we didn't run away. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still you took your beating like a man. I t- I still carry a grudge again. I know the couple people that left, and I still think they're cowards. But yeah. whatever. They're very smart cowards, but cowards nonetheless. nonetheless. But uh, he, my best friend, he came like a mere like centimeters away from getting like permanently blinded. Oh my god! His eye, like okay, so we like gather ourselves up finally. And we go to Superdog yeah. to get hot dogs yeah, and like got to after that doing an inventory on our damage. And like we look at my uh, George's fit eye, and it's like red. And like I guess he went to see a doctor afterwards. I'm like, yeah, he almost got blinded. Oh my god! Yeah, and we were just like all. Oh, beaten bladder so how does the rest of the year play out uh you guys just do you avoid the freshmen are you guys scared of the freshmen well we 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 find out that it wasn't even this our school's freshmen so this is like another high school freshman that came on god damn but this story has a somewhat interesting pleasant ending i guess um so yeah throughout the years like whatever we, we we made peace um <laughs> uh against the freshman and uh it was cuz it was mainly this other dude that incited everything and yeah. he went to another high school so fast forward like the rufio to the yeah, lost boys yeah exactly that little fucker <clears throat> i think he was filipino too <laughs> just like, like rufio son of a bitch <laughs> um but fast forward like 5 years i'm like in court to to testify against some speeding ticket I'm in court and then like I'm waiting my turn and then like the court case before me is this dude who uh was the fucking Rufio guy. Are you serious? Yes. What was he in there for? I look at him, his face is like fucking all bruised up. Yeah, it was. And cause he, the court case he was in, he's got in a major fight with this one dude. He picked Peter the Pan. Wrong, I've seen the movie. He picked the wrong dude. He I guess it was like so like a car accident or something like that, and they got into a fight, and the guy fucking destroyed Rufio. Yeah, he did. And uh, I was like, ah, come full circle, baby. Yeah. You so, can fly, you can dude, fight, you can crow, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we deserve, we didn't deserve a beating, but you shouldn't yeah, haste kids. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the kids running home with egg all over but, their face uh, might be like, someone should beat the shit out of We had shaving cream. We had shaving cream. Yeah. We got to put that on top. See, and that's... That's a, like a fun haze thing because no one, I mean, other than you guys getting the shit kicked out of you, but at the time, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah, no but- one's like, you're not hurting it. Like, cause at my high school, I remember I was a junior and the football team was mainly seniors. It was the year like we did really well, went to the playoffs and stuff. Mm. And their fun thing was like, oh, well, we'll jump the underclassmen. Oh, uh, yeah. So I remember my dad used to always say, like, you can't let them punk you. Like, you have to fight back. Because I was always so scared to fight back. Yeah. And I remember one time, they like, one of the dudes checked me into a locker. And this is, like, in like an, in the junior varsity locker room. Like, you have to walk through there to get to the varsity yeah. locker room. And he, like, checked me into a locker. So I, like, slammed him up against another locker. No one else is in there. And I'm Ooh. like, all right, I'm going to stand up for myself. And I remember a, a, it was a defensive lineman. And another defensive lineman walked through and saw me and, like, hit me in the back of the head. And was like, get the fuck off him. And then 
the entire starting defense just came in and kicked the shit out of me. And I remember being like, I've heard of like getting jumped into gangs and stuff, but like, this is not fun. Like, I remember I left the locker room and like went into the portables and like cried. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why am I even on this team? But it was one of those things where I was like, okay, but at least now I stood up for myself and like, they'll respect me. Not at all. (laughs) Like just kept bullying the shit out of it. Like, and they had always bullied me, but like, it was weird. Junior year going into senior year, it got so much worse because the seniors, I don't know if it was one of those things like they knew their high school career was at an end and most of them wouldn't go anywhere. And a lot of them still live in the same goddamn place they did when we were in high school. Uh, So they were like, oh, this is our time. Taking your frustration. Yeah, but it was one of those things where I was just like, what the fuck? So in your case, you guys were just being fun, like eggs and shaving cream. Yeah. And then Rufio was like, the fuck you are. Yeah. Well, Rufio got his. Oh he yeah, had, he did. He got he got a good beat down. He got some. <laughs> he got a good half face full of bruises. So I was like, God, ah, justice is served justice in more than served. yes. In more Only took five of... years, but we got it. Hey, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, speaking of driving and stuff like that. You mentioned the uh, uh, car accident earlier. That's what Rufio was there for. But uh, you talked about uh, drinking and driving. Kind of excessively. Oh yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Now uh, you you wrote in the story, <laughs> you put never got a DUI, but something else did happen. Yeah. Right before you moved to New York, what yeah. happened? Okay, I just want to go on record saying uh, it's a very. I look back on it very shamefully. Yeah. But I was very good, and I never got caught. But I would never. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, hands down. Hopefully, it will be the stupidest thing. There are so many times where I think back onto like the times I would just wake up and my car would be like sideways in the driveway, and oh, I wouldn't shit. remember how I got home. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, dodged another bullet." And yeah. now I look back on that like so you crazy. fucking yeah. idiot. We're lucky, man. To yeah. be honest, because well, I uh, see it all the time at AA and stuff. Do people have killed people? People end up yeah. in prison. Like it's it's like not something to fuck around. With. No, yeah, I. Don't ever do it, kids. Uh, no, but in Chicago, so many people drink, drink and drive. It's yeah. pretty. I always. It's I, very I, prevalent. I compare it to like so in Chicago, in New York, you is jaywalking. Jaywalking is so prevalent. Everyone yeah. jaywalks. Like well, in Chicago, everyone drinks and drives. <laughs> it's the same. It's like you are not a Chicago until you get behind the wheel after a few. Those like so. Uh, I would yeah. I had problem like I. Th- thought that that movie dude where's my car it was like kind of a hack title yeah until i blacked out drunk and i couldn't find my own car so was, what happened uh no this is just like on a regular oh okay. yeah oh but so the, i sp- thought this was because you oh, walked so, out of the bar and you're no, like dude where's my car d- that t- that too so okay so um i'm all set to move to new york this is like 2012 september and I don't know what I'm going to do with my car because it's a junker. It's a piece of shit. I'm like, no one's going to want to buy this. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. My dad, I don't want to show him the car because he always said, like, I don't ever want to see your car like this again. Like, it's like trash piles. Yeah. You know, typical. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. And there's like CDs. I had a CD changer in the back seat. It was was horrible. Whenever I would get... A new for me car because they were never new. They were always like five or ten years old. Yeah. But I would always be like, I'm gonna take such good care of oh, it, yeah. and I would for a couple of months, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's filled with like fast food wrappers and trash and oh, clothes yeah, yeah, yeah. and 
But you're not. But the thing is, I am not litter. I'm not a litter bug. So yeah, me neither. It, this is my trash. Yeah. So you respect the fact that I'm not throwing it out the window. Exactly. But anyway, uh, so two months out before I moved to New York, I'm like thinking, like, how am I gonna get rid of this car? Like, this is this might be a problem. And so uh, I was like, maybe I should just drive. I don't know, drive it to New York and then just see, see if I can get rid of it. So I got. I'm like one night. I'm like just you know typical Jimmy night. I'm drinking and drive. <laughs> Jesus, it sounds horrible. Um, but then I, my buddy's like at a bar near my apartment, and I, he's like, "Oh, I'm here." And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'll meet you there." So I like park right outside the bar, get in, look for him. He's not there, and it's, I'm like in there for like less than ten minutes, right? Like looking around. Yeah, yeah. looking around. Go to the front to the back, and then I get a text. He's like, "Oh, I'm not here. I went home. Whatever." So I'm like, "Fuck this." Dick. Yeah. Right. And then I go back to my car, and it is not there anymore. Someone fucking stole my car, my junk piece of shit car, where the the engine, the check engine light is like flashing. Just stay on. on, yeah. Everything that's wrong with the car is wrong. There, the bumpers come up gone. Like, why so would... you're drunk at the time. Oh yeah. Do you call the cops? Uh, to be like, hey, I drove here and now my car's gone. Well, yeah, I had to sober up real fast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I say, that's I'm walking. Yeah, that's a weird conversation. Yeah, so I had to like report the car missing, and I had to like sober, like, well, just I, I lived close by to my uh, to the bar, so I just started walking home as I'm making this call. Yeah, and then like I I'm like joking a little bit with the guy on the phone, but yeah, I'm like I'd like to report a car missing, blah blah, blah. and then like yeah, it, it got stolen. And I'm like, kind of relieved to be honest, because yeah. now I'm like, I don't have to do shit about getting rid of this car. I felt the same way coming to New York, because like, I had a car. It was the first time where I was able to actually buy a car, because mm. um, my credit has been horrific most of my life. Because oh. I'm, I like I said, I'm terrible with money, so my credit like bad, bad, like yeah. three eighty five, bad, oh, yeah, like. Shit. It was bad. I, I've obviously rebuilt it since then. When I got sober the first time, I started rebuilding it. So it's been a process. But I remember I had – I got a car from my dad's friend from work. And it was – in 2006 when the car was first manufactured, it was top of the line everything. Mm. But now fast forward. This is like 2014 when I get this car or 2015. I remember because it was almost 10 years old. But he sold it to me. My uh, ex-fiance's mom helped us out so we could just pay for it all up front. But then the radiator cracked years later and I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I don't have the credit to get a new car. Literally, Carvana, shout out to Carvana, was a godsend <laughs> because you didn't have to go talk to like financiers and stuff. They just basically said, this is how much you're approved for with your credit, which was obviously a lot better than it was before. Yeah. So they're like – but it still wasn't perfect. So I was still paying like 20% interest on a car, which is fucking stupid. Oh, man. But – this was like a year and a half before we moved to New York because I didn't know if we were going to move or not because mm -hmm. the pandemic and everything that's happening. So I bought this car and then when we finally decided to make the move, I'm like upside down on the car. So same thing you're talking about. I'm oh, like, shit. how the fuck am I going to get rid of this? Yeah. Like I was panicked. I was like, I have gap insurance. Maybe if I just take it into the side of the guardrail, like on the interstate, like maybe then I can just get a check for the car. And then luckily everything worked out to where I refinanced it, got my interest rate dropped, and then ended up selling the car okay. for not – actually not that much less than I owed. Oh. So it all ended up working out. But that fear of like 
I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with this. Because yeah. it's too big to just, you can't just throw it away. Oh, yeah. You can't just leave it. Like, and like, I've had to junk cars in the past. And it's one of those things where it's a process. And then they give you like $150. And you're like, this isn't even enough to re-register the title. Like, yeah. I don't. So you ended up getting it stolen. Now, did the insurance, did you have insurance on the car and everything? I did, but only liability. Oh, so, so they didn't cover the, the any The cheapest of it. form of insurance. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, I guess you can donate it for charity, but I don't you can. think, they don't even probably take that junker. No, it. yeah. And that's one of the things, too, is I remember when the radiator cracked on the that really nice Nissan, I ended up, like, no one would buy it because I couldn't drive it because it would overheat, like, instantly Fuck. because the, the radiator was broken. And I remember I tried sealing, I tried so many different things. So then I eventually junked it and the guy came to pick it up from the ju- – because this was the only junkyard that would actually pick up the car. So he came and then he saw it and it was really nice. Yeah. And he goes, this is what you're junking? And I was like, yeah, the radiator cracked. I can't drive it anymore. And he goes, you're not just going to get it fixed? And I was like, well, I can junk it and you give me $300 or I can pay $1,200 to get it fixed. Like, no, I'm going to junk it. Yeah. And I just remember he was like, F- you sure? Because it was like a nicer car. Like it looked nice. So he was just like, just, I mean, you... I'm going to take it. But yeah. like, because he thought I was like an idiot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Fool's L- gold. Yeah. He was like, wait, really? Yeah. Um, last story we want to get to. You used to bartend at a dive bar in Chicago called Lily's. Yes. So. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about because we've only got a few more minutes, so let's let's oh, fast man. forward. There's a lot of adventures at Lily's, but oh, yeah. let's fast forward to the guitarist from Stained. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, I, the well, owner was never there. You put the owner, owner was never there. Basically, me and my friends would all work there, and like someone worked the door, and it was like no one would come in. It was a shit show, but we would all drink the liquor. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how I don't know how we got away with it for so long. Anyway, so bartending at this place, no one would come, and uh, we would have the keys. It was just like our drinking place. It was really oh yeah. We've all seen it's always sunny in oh Philadelphia. My God. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was because yeah. no one was at Patty's. Like it was yeah. just them. That's that was it for us. Um, so yeah, one night I'm like working. I'm closing up. No, obviously, like, no one was there, and I was just, like, fucking bored, and I'm closing up shop, and they're, like, this this guy with, like, stringy hair, and, like, kind of looked homeless out, like, outside, and he looked lost. I'm like, God damn it, this poor bastard, you know? So, I I, I go outside, and I talk, and I'm like, hey, man, you want a beer? You want a beer or something? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, come on. And so I sit him down. Oh, your sweetheart. Yeah, I, I felt bad for the guy. You know, he looked he looked like he needed some company. And I was bored. So yeah. I was like, oh, I could use someone to talk to, too. So, like, I give him a beer. He sits down. And uh, he, like, gets a smirk on us. So I'm like, oh, what, what? What's going on? He's like, hey, man. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, and I was bored i'm like hey you want to do some blow i got some in my pocket you do yeah i I have some on on me and uh he like smiles he's like yeah let's do some so we go downstairs in the basement and we're just taking rail like bumps off this bag of coke i have and he has this smile again i'm like yeah, what's up, dude? He's like, he's as he's taking the way, he's like, you know who I am? I'm like, no, dude. Um, I'm the guitarist from Stained. Really? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you thought I was a homeless guy. I thought I was a fucking homeless guy. And he turns out to be the guitarist. But, you know, 
why would you lie about that, right? That's yeah, very that's specific. so random. Yeah, it's so random. Like, it's so crazy that you could not believe it. So I was just like, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. But not because I don't, I've never listened. I'm not. Yeah, like, you don't know Stain. Yeah. yeah. I, I do know that one song, but um, he. I think that's what it's called, that yeah. one song. <laughs> and he's just like smiling. He's like. And he complimented the Coke. He's like, ah, that's good Coke. It's like jet fuel. I'm like, I don't know about that. It's pretty bad. So, <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> and like I joke, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, I'm the guitarist from Sam. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just cut, just do the line. Let's just uh, fucking yeah, get up. Let's get the fuck and, out of here. And he was just like really nice. He's like, oh, do you want to go see uh, a show? Not really. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> I'm good. We don't need to do this. Uh, and then like he ends up leaving. Really nice guy. And, uh, I end up calling my friend, my best friend, who also worked at, at Lily's too. And I was like, hey, fucking Joe. You're never going to believe yeah, this. Yeah, you're never going to believe this. I fucking just did coke with the guitarist from State. He's like, oh my God, I did too. What? <laughs> so a year before this happened, he did the same thing. Uh, okay. He came to the same wandering spot. Wow. Dude, I feel like he had like some type of mem- muscle drug memory. Yeah, muscle was like, memory, yeah. Dude, I, 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 I know coke. where to go get coke. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is the show was like up like in the burbs. So I think he took sh- like fucking, a train down. He's like, I need to go back. Like God, a, like a salmon returning to like <laughs> latest eggs. He returned to Duco. And I worry. Sometimes I think about that night. I'm like, maybe he was off. But he's just like, I need to get a fix. And yeah. no one's going to believe me when I just go to say I'm going to go to a bar. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was. Uh, God, that's insane. It's crazy, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jimmy. Yeah. Plug everything one more time. Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram at, at Pizza Gym. Uh, you can also come see uh, me and the boys do comedy at a Hell Yeah Comedy Show. It's at Citizens of Soho. Our next show is uh, March, 25th. March 25th. at, And you can find us on Instagram at a Hell Yeah Comedy. But uh, yeah, thanks, Brennan, man. This was a great This time. was a blast. I Thank you, everybody, time. for listening. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the website, the Patreon. Lots of shows coming up. Florida, Ohio, next couple of months. And I'll talk to you all next week.